Welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast, Justin Bedford, alongside Noah Russo this week. How you doing, buddy? Uh, a bit tired, but powering through. Really, yeah. really good to be back on the show. It's good to have you back. Like, let me tell you, I was getting a bit nervous last week. Like, thank God Felix could jump jumped on because I did not want to do that one alone. <laughs> i'm just picturing the worst case scenario in my head i'm just like thank god that didn't happen well because like one of the things like i'm not the best at like thinking before i speak and you know and you get into like serious stuff on a podcast you get in trouble real quick there but uh no it was a, it was a good episode uh not not a ton of fun to record but uh got through it and then this this episode we have lots to talk about uh first of all you and i we got you were you were busy last week so we haven't talked a ton about the whole blackhawks and coach q thing um but after we recorded uh then we saw the interview from kyle beach and then we saw uh you know coach q at his meeting with gary bettman and then he resigned technically yeah yeah resigned Um, interesting yeah, interesting, you know, language there. I mean, expect that. But, uh, yeah, I just want to know, like, your thoughts on the whole thing. Do you think this is the right move by, you know, moving Coach Q out? Uh, what, what are your thoughts? Um, if I had to describe it in one word, it would be inevitable. Like, it had to happen. It was it's one just... of those things where it's like, to, to me, it was one of those things where it it should have been inevitable, but because it's the National Hockey League, oh. is anything inevitable? <laughs> like, no, no, no. Of course not. Yeah, Absolutely. I thought, I thought, I thought it was like beyond poorly managed by the NHL, and some of the crit- criticism has to go to probably Panthers management, just because you're in that situation. Even if he's still your like you probably don't want him coaching against Boston that night. It was, it was a bad look because the game was right after the, the interview with, with Kyle beach. Um, so, so not a great look really. Uh, and it's tough because him coaching that game, it looks, it reflects poorly on, you know, the, the Panthers and organization for letting that happen. I know there's a lot of criticism for it, you know, online from a lot of people. Um, and it's it's a really tricky spot because for the Panthers, essentially, you know, you know they're being you know punished for something that didn't occur within their organization, right? Um, and I know that you know a lot of people you know kind of upset by that that you know because Coach Q, I think everyone can agree, you know, from a pure coaching perspective, he's one of the best coaches in the world. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it's really tough. Like 
I don't think the Panthers had any way of knowing that this had occurred prior to the the lawsuit. Like, I don't think Coach Q disclosed it in his interview. I, yeah. I really don't think so. I can't imagine. Um, and I, I can't imagine that the rumor mill would have made it to Florida and the, the, the decision would have been made anyways uh, to hire him. So it, it, it is very unfortunate for the organization because they're getting penalized for something they had no control over and probably would not be in this position had they known about it years ago when they made the decision to hire Coach Q. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, it's a tough one for the organization, especially when you know things have been going so well for I think the team both on and off the ice, in terms of a lot of the stuff they're doing with the new management and ownerships, you know, putting a lot into this team, and yeah, it's it it sucks, but it it, I think it had to happen, like yeah, it had to, yeah, like it was inevitable, like you said. Uh, but on the flip side of things, we have uh, Kevin Cheveldayoff, the the Winnipeg Jets general manager, who was also named in that report. He had his meeting with Gary Bettman, um, and he remains with a job with the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, what are your thoughts on that one? Uh, I don't get it. I'm 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 clearly missing something, and I did read the explanation from Gary Bettman and the NHL, and I still don't get it. Like. You're, you're, you're basically justifying the lack of actions by lack of experience. Not lack of experience as a, a human, but lack of experience as an NHL executive. Exactly. And I, yeah. I, I think that makes no sense whatsoever. Because like, this, is, this isn't a hockey. It's not a debate about hockey or your ability to do your job. It's, it's about who you are as people, right? And yeah. You know, yeah, he wasn't a kid then. He's not a kid now. Uh, Shell a day off. Um, I think, yeah, it's it's tricky because it's. I don't think the the Shell day off. His role in it is as significant as Coach Q's, especially reading the report and you know some of the stuff Coach Q meant about how you know team chemistry is more important. Winning the Stanley Cup is more important, and then the letter of recommendation. I think Felix and I both said like that would be like the kind of like smoke and gun part of it. Like you've written him, you know, a nice letter of recommendation and enabled him to carry on with future incidents. So like to us, that was the worst part of it for coach Q, which doesn't apply to shovel day off. But regardless, I think, you know, those people uh, like shovel day off, I think still should have been held accountable in some form and that that didn't occur. Um, And that it it baffles me. It's like, you, as a human being, have a duty to society to disclose it and, like, do something about it to make it better. And he, yeah. it, he chose to ignore it. And I think you're, you're basically saying, if you're Gary Bettman, listen, like, if you're young, you made a mistake and it's fine. Okay, you didn't act on it. You didn't, like... Like, I, I think the, the reason Sheffield Dayoff wasn't, like, wasn't penalized, was didn't have any consequences, was he didn't add fuel to the fire. Yeah. But still he was in a position to extinguish the fire and didn't. 
And I, yeah. I think that even if like just by not doing anything, that is in a way adding fuel to the fire. Yeah, it's like if we were we were hanging out and you went and committed a crime and I was with you and let it happen. I like I'm liable for that too. Like that's quite literally what happened. Yeah, it literally is. And it, like it's the same thing. And the fact that there's no consequences whatsoever there is ridiculous to, to me. Um, and I think, you know, like, I think uh, John Tortorella, I think he's on ESPN. He was talking about it too. And he just couldn't believe, I mean, you know, he was rumored to be in the running for the Panthers coaching gig. And I'm glad that hasn't happened. Well, he but could still be like, he could still, he could still be right. Brunette's and, and, title is still interim coach. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how, where, where Bill Zito wants to go with that, but no official word yet. Yeah, no, no official word, and like I, I, I like Torts a lot, and I think he's a good coach, just not for this team. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was, you know, on TV, and he was talking about, you know, he couldn't believe the amount of people that knew about this. Like these are grown, like he's, these are grown men. You know, it's not one or two people knew and didn't say something. It's, you know, it's twenty or thirty people that that knew about this, and it took eleven years for there to be any sort of action or consequences for anyone which is, you know, speaks a lot, I think, about, you know, hockey culture in general. Um, I want to ask you, too, though, about I, uh, the interview. Yeah, sure. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to ask you about the interview with Taves and Kane. Okay, um, I was actually going to, I was going to, I was going to bring up uh, Duncan Keith, but we can do. Well, Taves we might as well. Well, well. Yeah, let's just do Blackhawks greatest hits and let's go through the list. Uh, let's, yeah, let's start with Duncan Keith. First of all. I like low key respect all three of them for having the balls to go on national television and flat out lie to the camera and lie to the public. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's impressive. Like, especially when it's honest, it takes guts. And like, like, I don't even get why lie. Like no one's going to believe you if you lie. Right. Like at this point, at this point, everyone knows the truth. Everyone knows hmm. you knew why don't you just come out clean with it? There's not going to be any repercussions. Yeah, especially when yeah, you know those, it's clear. those are the leaders of that team back then. Right. Like and, and Brent Sobel said it. Everyone knew. There was there was a picture. I I I didn't save it on Twitter, unfortunately. There was a picture of the like the locker room in the I the saw Black the picture. Hawks. Yeah, and with like the names of the injured guys. It was yeah, the injury guys in the other team. So like, uh, say Pronger, right? Yeah. And then in the other category, it's not even his name. It yeah. just says gay. Yeah. It's like, just Pronger. And like, then gay. You're, you're telling me, you're telling me Duncan Keith, Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane, all leaders on that team, all in that room. Yeah. Didn't know about it. Yeah. They, they just thought that <clears throat> there was an imaginary player whose last name was gay. Well, like, I, I, I really don't understand. And the fine, okay? You, you're, you're being a chicken about it. You, yeah. Like, you're, you're obviously not mature enough to come out and tell the truth. To then say... I, I both Kane and Taze said this. They said, I wish I could have done. Uh, yeah, I wish I could have done something. Yeah, you could. 
you absolutely could have. There was nothing stopping you. There's nothing. There was it's nothing not, it's not, stopping you. Again, the wording was like, just. Go ahead. The wording was horrible. Oh, the, the, the yeah, they were both brutal, and I expected them to be brutal. It's worse than I thought. Um, but it's not like I could understand it if you're another, let's say, like rookie, a young guy on that team, and you don't want to say anything because y- your spot in the lineup is legitimately could be threatened, especially in that organization, right? Based on what we know about the Blackhawks from that time. Right. So I understand it. Yeah. It's your first year with the team. You don't want to say anything. You don't want to ruffle any feathers. Right. Because, but like, it's your captain, your other star player and your franchise defenseman. Right. There is nothing stopping you from, from doing anything. And yeah, I think the the tapes one was brutal. Like he's talking about, you know, you know, he was like, I feel bad for Stan, you know, like Stan Bowman, you know, they always, and I was like, first of all, the, the inability to read a room is astounding, right? Like, that's brutal. But also, like, yeah, I'm sure Stan Bowman was very nice to you, Jonathan Daves, because you're Jonathan Daves. But you have to understand that people's experiences with Stan Bowman, that, that's not everyone's experience, especially wasn't Kyle Beach's experience, right? And you have to understand that. And it just seems like they don't get it. I think there's a lot of people who don't still don't get it. I saw Rick Westhead, who, I mean, he did all the work on this story. Amazing job. Unbelievable. Him, Katie Strang, the Chicago Beat reporters, unbelievable job they did not letting this story die and doing all the work that they did. And after the interview, after Coach Q's been fired, he said he got a message from an NHL general manager, executive, who said basically, I don't understand how someone as small as Brad Aldrich, who's five, six could, you know, overpower and do this to someone, you know, as big and as strong as Kyle beach. And it's like, that guy clearly doesn't understand how power dynamics work. And that's, that's an issue still. It's yeah. It's people don't understand. Don't want to understand. It's, it's not okay. And like the Duncan Keith one was just, he, like he was the most um, articulate of the three. Yeah, and he's the one that I just I I don't even think I finished the interview. No, I could. He, he basically he said he said like I didn't know until June. It's your choice not to believe me, but I'm telling the truth. I, I that that was that was the the part I caught, and I was just like, shut up. Yeah, please, please. It's yeah. it's just you lose all sense of respect for those guys. Oh, I think yeah, I think everyone's lost a ton of respect for 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 all three of those players. Uh, you know, for the way they've, they've handled all of this. Um, I will say like a lot of respect for Taylor Hall for what he said. Um, he was really articulate and thoughtful and addressed the the hockey culture as being, you know, problematic, which is the the kind of root issue here is that you know, stuff like this, you know, still occurs. There's still a lot of issues uh, with the culture on the sport. And he addressed that. So I thought that was a really thoughtful answer. The person making the most sense from the Blackhawks organization somehow is Alex to bring it. Yeah. He, the guy was 12 when this happened, right? <laughs> Give him the C like he was the only one who was like, yeah, it's, they, yeah, they, 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 they probably deserve to be gone. And, you know, we, we can't just brush this away 
we need to learn and make sure this doesn't have any, like he was, he actually made the most sense, um, which is good news because, you know, hopefully we see that with a lot of some of the younger players coming in. Um, I also saw someone clipped uh, on Twitter in an interview with Nico Heischer and when he was named captain or he'd, he'd just be, uh, begun his captaincy in New Jersey. Right. And he's obviously a, a good young player in this league. And he, one of the things he made a point of, and this is before that all the Blackhawk stuff came out. He said, one of the things that's really important to him as captain is that guys, you know, that everyone in that room feels comfortable about talking about him with stuff other than hockey about personal stuff. And that they feel that they can talk to him and he's going to listen and that he's going to, you know, back them if, if he needs to. And to me, that's, that's highly impressive from a really young guy, you know, that, that's a young captain in this league. And then you see, you know, Jonathan Taves, uh, you know, on the way he's handled it. And so I'm hoping that we'll see more of that from some of the younger players um, and see some actual change, but yeah, really disappointing. Yeah, really, yeah. All around, just not a, not a great, great week in terms of hockey news. Um, but we do, we do have some, some Panthers games to talk about um, and we'll get into those. Uh, but before we do, a quick ad read here from our good friends over at DraftKings. NFL fans, if you're out there hungry for a big win this week, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It is that simple. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long. DraftKings Daily Sports Fantasy Contests and DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets if they win. You win with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only new customers, only minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required one per customer restrictions apply. See draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800 gambler. All right. Out of breath, <laughs> but we'll get into uh, some games here. So uh, three games since our last recording, uh, two of them against Boston. First one, um, it just, I like, I, I didn't even care at that point. Like it was, you know, Q was still behind the bench. Right. I think it, it, it just seemed weird to be there, like trying to cheer for this team. Yeah. There were so many external factors that were clouding like y- your judgment of the, the game that it, it was tough. Yeah. Like it was like, I, like I almost didn't want to watch, but then like, I know because, you know, we do this show and we, we have to watch the games uh, and make sure that we know what's going on. So I, I did, you know, we, we did watch it and it's nice to see them to get a win, but it's, it was kind of a win that didn't really feel like a win. Like, yeah, street keeps going, um, which was great. But uh, like, I honestly like didn't really care. Um, but you know, the guy, guys look good. I thought, you know, Boston's are, Boston's a really good team. They were dominant right out of the gate. Uh, Bob's excellent back there. Once again, looking like a potential three-time Vesna winner at the moment. Um, 
Anthony Duclair's goal also disgusting in that one. Oh my god! Like he had literally one puck's worth of space between and, the pad and, 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 and the post. Yeah. yeah, I I I don't know how he did it. That's just so impressive. Like I don't know how. Like it blows my mind when like the, the guys can do that, but the speed at which they do that, like he is flying. Yeah. Right. Like so fast such an unbelievable player love anthony declare um so really great from him uh and nice to get you know a win against boston who you know they're you know they're a top team in this league so you knew it was going to be a good game um and one of the things i was looking for from this one was the panthers ability to shut down that top line in boston um which which they were able to do um so i think a lot of positives in terms of on ice a lot of positives you can take from that one um and then we got the one yeah and then we got the game against detroit uh i don't know if you had an opportunity to watch it um i i didn't watch it but i i did catch up on the condensed game um i i can't i can't tell what it is like is detroit kind of good you know i've watched a lot of detroit this year just because i've had to and they've been impressive. Like, Moritz Sider has been huge for them. Lucas Raymond is lighting it up. Uh, they got some other guys going. So I, I think they're a legitimately decent team this year. Yeah. I mean, as long as they're not playing Canadian teams in Canada where they can't have Bertuzzi. Even without Bertuzzi, they almost took it to the Leafs. Exactly. Not that, that, not that like, the Leafs are that sick. So, like, you know. But, like, impressive, impressive stuff. They tied it with not much time left in the game. Uh, it was it was an interesting game. I, yeah. Of course, Barkov in overtime alone against the goalie oh my is goodness. automatic. That, the, the, the connection with him and Huberto, you know, because we haven't seen it much recently. Um, and I think that that's overall better for the team that they're split up on, on separate lines makes them much more, you know, dangerous, less top heavy, but to watch them in three on three OT, uh, lots of fun. And first game with, uh, Andrew Burnett behind the bench. Um, and I thought, you know, it, it looked, you know, for the most part, like the, the Panthers, you know, we all know, and we've seen, you know, this year and last year, which I think is a good sign, um, but again, like that game and the like, really all three of these games, it's like, like I think the team they still played fine, especially in those first two. But like, even if they didn't, like you can tell that the events of this last week and everything with with Coach Q, you can tell it's weighing on the players and on the staff. You can tell it's you know like especially like the the first period against Boston in that first game, like you could tell like their heads weren't in the game, right? And who could blame them? Right? Yeah. Like I get, you know, it's hockey. You want to go, you want to play, it's your job. Um, but something like that, you can definitely tell that, you know, it, it's had an effect on the players through these games. Um, and, you know, I think coach Brunette said, the, said the same in his interview, he really liked the way they, you know, competed and stayed with it. Um, so overall, like those first two, uh, great stuff. And then the shootout loss to Boston, unfortunately snapping, the, the win streak uh, to start the year, but still grab a point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Still a point in every single game this <clears throat> season. 
Yeah, still a point. And look, it's Boston on a you're, it's Boston and you're on a back to back. Like the, the it's simple, right? The odds are in the NHL, two top teams going at each other. They're if they go two games, odds are it's going to be a split. Yeah, that's just like historically, that's that's the odds. It's going to go 50 50. And I, I think that you're, you're the odds are the, the highest odds are you're going to get two points from those two games. And to get anything more than that is an accomplishment. And I think credit where credit is due for the Panthers, like getting that 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 point not necessarily much needed but you never know when it could come in clutch later in the season yeah exactly right like you i think you know one of the things that's huge for teams is get off to a good start at the start of the year right like get the points in the bank early right because you know most teams even good teams they they hit a slide every now and again right so just you know get your wins when you can when you're fresh when your team's healthy uh bank those points and then, you know, if you do have an injury or something happens, uh, then, then you're still in good shape. But, yeah, it's, it's Boston on a back-to-back and you grab a point. Like, how can you be upset with that? Exactly. Like, <clears throat> like you, you've literally – like, the team has literally dropped one point this year. Yeah. Like, what else do you want? It's interesting, though, because I still don't get mm-hmm. – like, I still don't um... – sense of a vibe like a winning like vibe around the nhl around the about the panthers like there's like, still like a limited amount of hype for this team and i think it's ridiculous yeah like it it was legitimately ridiculous it's get it's getting a little bit better i think yeah the, the, the undefeated start helps for sure and you know i've seen you know some broadcasts they bring it up that the panthers you know, could, could be the team to beat. And, and they're certainly in the conversation. Um, but I forget sometimes too, cause I'll, I'll talk with, you know, my friends were always talking hockey and whatnot. Right. Um, and the ones that aren't Panthers fans, you forget that like, because they're not Panthers fans, they just absolutely disrespect this team. Yeah. Right. And, and don't realize, <clears throat> you know, how, how good this team is, you know, speaking to, to a lot of our Leaf fan friends. Yeah. I cannot wait for that game. Uh, well, Leafs Panthers. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure when it's happening, but like so excited for that. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's yeah, like I yeah, you gotta love the way the teams been playing. It'll be interesting to see how. Like the one thing I I, I want to watch for is obviously with Andrew Burnett, different you know voice behind the bench, right? But you're still you know he's, he's part of the staff before, so it's the same system. Um. But I think you can almost like write off these first few games with a new coach, especially with all the other, you know, stuff on, on players' minds, right, and everything going on, right? And so then I, I want to see, you know, how this team's playing in two months, really. Yeah. Right? That, that's the real test. Mm-hmm. Like, because is it think, sustainable? Exactly. Because I think a lot of what you've seen from these three games and everything going on is that you're, you're just going off of kind of like raw adrenaline and emotion, and so mistakes that are being made or, um, even, you know, good plays are being made. I think it's, it's fueled by that. I want to see this team like under normal circumstances, how they're going to play, you know, under this coach. And, um, if they can remain the team that we've seen through this first month. 
Absolutely. And that, that'll be key because I just looked it up. The Panthers don't play the Maple Leafs until March 27th. What? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I don't even know how that's I, possible. I... But March 27th and then two more matchups in April. Bizarre. Very bizarre. Yeah, really interesting. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I don't really know why. Um, I can think of a few reasons. Like, Leafs were scared and just wanted to delay it. I, I, I imagine because you know we all know that Toronto uh, runs this league, you know, and, and makes a lot of decisions. I imagine they went to the schedule maker and they're like, "Let's give us an easy start." You know, a couple games against San Jose, maybe a Detroit game mixed in there so we can bank the points early and then we'll face, you know, our tough opponents down the stretch and they just loaded it with Panthers games at the end. Um, but no, they've just been in shambles, so it's it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. But I can't wait. I'm, I'm interested to know what tickets are going to be like for those games because I might have to be in attendance. They only play one game in Toronto. Shoot. Yeah, and that's the March 27th matchup. I think it might be cheaper for us to fly to Florida, watch the game in Florida, and then come back. You know what? So I was looking at uh, tickets the other day because I was getting ahead of myself. I was like, hypothetically, if the Panthers make it a Stanley Cup final, like we got to go, right? Yes. Right, like empty the savings account, like who needs retirement money, right? I was like, no, like we're we're off and off play. We're going down there. It was like 200 bucks, the tickets. like, and I was like, tickets? legitimately, like, it would be close, cost-wise. Like, yeah, I mean, Stanley Cup final, you can you can quote us or at least quote me. We will be there and we will vlog the experience. Oh, absolutely. I think that's absolutely. that's a must. That, that that will happen. Yeah, and I should say for Is, any of our listeners too, we we have been working on. It. We're trying to get a YouTube channel set up to post, you know, short podcast clips or some other content. Um, so we've been working on getting that going, but we haven't got there yet, just because both of us have been so busy lately. We haven't had time to to record, you know, make any content. Um, but it is in the works, so we'll set that up. And then, yeah, Panthers in the final. We will be there for that run. Absolutely. Like um, yeah, you, you can definitely quote us that as long as we are doing this podcast, if the Panthers make it to the final, we will be there. Yeah, I know. I think we should just do like two weeks in Florida and just like post up at Mississippi Suites, grab some ribs, some barbecue, and you know, hit, hit that, up that would grass. be worth it for that alone. Even if we couldn't get tickets, we should just go and like watch the game games from Mississippi Suites. Oh, I think so. I think it's worth it. Like, all right, well, let's settle. We'll, we'll do that. <laughs> all right. I, 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 I'm almost so confident I might just book the tickets now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll see. Well, yeah, yeah, they got a, yeah, we'll, we'll see how the team does in this, you know, upcoming stretch here. But God, we pleased with the start. But some, some tough games coming up here. They got Washington, big, heavy team. Ovi, I don't know what that guy's on, but he's buzzing this year. Um, Let the record show for our listeners that I offered Justin second overall in our fantasy draft for Miko Rantman. That trade fell through at the last minute and I selected Ovi second overall. And it's working out pretty, pretty well. Well, I'd like to point out that I didn't have a pick till the fifth round (laughs) 
and my team's still buzzing because I have Sam Bennett and the boys getting it done for me every night. And the one that got away from the Leafs, Zach Hyman, just <laughs> over under 50 tap-ins for that guy this year. Panthers draft Hammer the over. What? Hammer, Hammer the, the over. over on that one. Yeah. Life's too short to bet the under, especially on Zach Hyman. Exactly. Yeah. You never, never bet the under on Zach Hyman or a Panthers player. And it's just free money. Um, but yeah, some t- yeah, tough game. Capitals, Hurricanes, still undefeated. Um, you know they've looked they've looked good this year. Freddie's been great for them. I mean, I mean, we always knew he was a great goalie. Um, it's just you know, it's nice to see him do his thing with a, a real decor in front of him. Um, yeah, like and people are like, oh, like it's because like there's no Toronto media pressure and this and that, and it's like, well, yeah. No, it's 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 that it, combined it, with no, it's because instead of Justin Hall, it's, it's Jacob Slavin. Like it helps, but like at the same time, it's like, well, maybe if your whole fan base wasn't a like complete dick to this really good goaltender, maybe he would have given you results. I know that's why Panthers fans have always been incredibly nice to Bobrovsky, even when he was struggling. But that's different. Like that, that's like <laughs> there's a difference between a good goaltender and an elite goaltender. You know what I mean? Like, like guys like Sergei Bobrovsky can like bounce back from these. Like kind the question of- really has to be asked: Was Sergei Bobrovsky ever really that bad, or were expectations just too high? Really, honestly, I think he might. He might. He might have done it on purpose, just so like we were so much more impressed. Yeah, I think I, so. And like what we've seen this season, like, and we do have. I have the audio clip from like the sum when we're recording summer episodes where Jacob Barker did say that Sergei Bobrovsky would win the Vesna this year, and I have that clip. And so far, looking pretty good. Looking pretty good. That's yeah. Jacob Barker for you. Yeah. Yeah, no, Bob's looking good. Team's looking good. Hopefully, you know, vibes start to come back a bit. Team can keep on cooking. But, yeah, we got some fun games this week. Um, so looking forward to those. Uh, but I, I think I think that does it for this one, man. I think, you know, we should both get some rest. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, we were both gassed. Um, so thank you to everyone tuning in, listening to the podcast. As always, we'll be back on Thursday, with a brand new episode, talking more Panthers hockey, more stuff from around the league. We'll see what happens. You never know. We don't plan these things um, ever. So <laughs> we'll just, <laughs> oh, yeah, shocking, shockingly little effort put into the planning. Uh, but yeah, should be fun. Um, so stay tuned for that one. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And we'll see you then. Step on